The book of Proverbs for me in those early phases was helpful because it's structured in such a way that really gives you those, those one-line, two-line zingers that help you understand and process a thought. The Proverbs are like little ticking time bombs in your brain that you don't really understand them as a child, but as you get older, all of a sudden they start to make sense. You start to learn about the value of money and you learn about the issues of pride. You learn about the, the dangers of falling to temptation. Today on the Songtime Broadcast, I'll share one of my sermons from the book of Proverbs as we have this great theme for this month, a proverb a day in May, and to train up a child, Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. That message today, but first, we're going to hear from our recent Definitions Conference keynote speakers, a few snippets from a Q&A session we had with them on, on May 14th, as we continue with the many voices for that one message you're listening to Songtime Radio. This week, we're going to be sharing with you some snippets from our recent Definitions Conference. Uh, Right here on Cape Cod, we had a conference called Train Up a Child on uh, May 14th. We had Dr. Ted Tripp and his wife, Margie, who are the founders of Shepherding the Heart Ministries. Dr. Ted Tripp has written the book, Shepherding a Child's Heart. And with Margie, they wrote Instructing a Child's Heart. And Margie's most recent book, which we talked about several weeks ago, is called It's Not Too Late especially in in dealing with the concept of of talking with prodigals, those who have walked away from the faith in their teenage and adult years. We were also joined by Dr. James Manganello, who is a Christian psychologist who uh, talked about mental health issues facing adolescents at this recent Definitions Conference, and they joined us for a panel discussion to answer questions. It began with a a few prepared questions, and then we turned it over to the audience. In this uh, next segment, we're going to share with you from the conference, I asked all three of our panelists to talk about how to teach the next generation, with a theme being Proverbs 22.6. How do we train up a child in the way that they should go? How do we teach our children to love the Lord with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength? That is the commandment we see in Deuteronomy chapter 6. How do you actually teach somebody to love something? I began this conversation and um, opened this question up to the various panel attendees. So Dr. James Meganello opens it up and then Ted and then we'll hear from uh, Margie as well as they answer this question, how do we teach our children to love God? I think the, the real issue is as parents, grandparents, adults, even someone in the church who may just be sitting as a parishioner, if you yourself embrace God and the passion of who God is, and live that holy and visible to others around you, they will see because in fact you are God extended. I mean, we are God extended. There's nothing that we can do about that but to show his glory. And that's how you get to love because if if children, adolescents particularly, if they don't see that in us, they will never come to fully embrace it because there are two things to that. Your own passion to God and your relationship to them as adolescents. It's in the relationship that they understand that. (laughs) 
I couldn't hear everything that our brother said, but I, I think I say 100% I agree with you. I believe that the way we uh, show our children how to love God is loving God ourselves. And we love God ourselves as we use all the means of grace that God has given us in his word, the preaching of his word, uh, fellowship with God's people, reading his word, prayer, meditation on his word. These are all the means of drawing near to God. And when we draw near to God, he draws near to us. That's a relationship of love. And so as we do that ourselves, and we're like that giant sponge that Ted talked about, we get it all over the people we're around. So modeling love, showing love is the greatest way to teach love. I love that passage you quoted, uh, Adam, uh, in Deuteronomy 6. Uh, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But then it says, uh, these things shall be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Whatever is on your heart, you will impress on your children. Your children will leave your house one day, set out and launch in life, knowing what makes you tick. And, uh, you know, whatever you, whatever makes you tick, you will have impressed on them. And so if we, if we are delighting ourselves in God, that's what our kids are going to pick up. So it's about modeling that's right. that you're talking about. It's what we're modeling delight in God, it's inevitable they're going to see that and hear that, and uh, it's not a curriculum as much as a life. That's right. Sticking with you, Ted, um, with that principle where Jesus shares in the Sermon on the Mount to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. I think, I think in a lot of cases, the distraction, of the, the confusion, I think, of the idols of our own heart are that we have put other things more important, education, We've put sports, we want them to succeed, we want them to have a social life, we don't want to pull them out of the public school even though it might be a danger to them because we want to make sure that they're, they're socialized and they have friends and they have community and they have all these other things developing. Um, how do we guard against that without removing them from sports entirely, without creating a bubble? How do we actually shepherd them to seek first the kingdom of God? Ted. Ted, Well, I was gonna say one of the things that I always encouraged people with when I was a pastor is make a decision tree before you sign the uh, okay for the little league team, you know, and sign them up for the little league team. Make a decision tree where you're thinking through what are they asking for in commitment from me? What kind of fundraising are they going to want me to do? Uh, what, when are the practices? How long are the practices? When are the games played? So you're asking yourself a lot of important questions and evaluating whether this is a commitment you can make, rather than getting involved without asking any questions and only discovering later what the cost is. So you count the cost, like the guy it says in the uh, Gospels that builds a house and he first lays it out and he decides whether or not he can finish it. So I think we have to thoughtfully make those decisions and that may mean that you don't end up with your kids playing four sports in a year. Uh, maybe you're, you're more selective and depending on how many kids in the family, is it going to require more selectivity? So I think being wise and thoughtful and intentional the way you make those choices, because so often in life, uh, the good things in life are the enemies of the best things in life. And we don't want to just pursue those good things 
at the expense of the best things. We've been listening to a snippet from our recent Definitions Conference, Train Up a Child. We've been hearing from our keynote speakers from that event. Uh, Dr. James Manganello is a Christian psychologist with Caris Ministries, helping uh, us understand how to do uh, discern the mental health issues of adolescents and children. He's, he was joined by Dr. Ted Tripp and his wife, Margie, who are the founders of Shepherding the Heart Ministries. Uh, the three of them came together to bring an amazing conference that was really geared towards helping parents, grandparents, teachers, and even uh, those working in children's ministries in their local churches to raise up the next generation, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. You can find out more information about that event by heading over to our website at songtime.com or give us a call 508-362-7070. Well, today we are continuing our series, A Proverb a Day in May, and today we're going to actually looking at one of my sermons as I had the opportunity to preach on this very subject, Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. It has been our theme verse for this entire month as we've been encouraging you to read a proverb a day in May, to look at the calendar, to see what the day is, is and then to read that corresponding proverb so that you can understand it and grow. And this yesterday was the 22nd, so it's a perfect time to delve into this as a topic and a theme, encouraging you to train up the next generation for those who come behind us. May they find us faithful. Here is one of my messages from that very passage. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Again, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I was in middle school, I got really into studying the book of Proverbs. Uh, I was really wanting to grow in wisdom, and wisdom literature, and here in the scriptures, are these a cluster of books from Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. But Proverbs for me in that, those early development stages was really helpful. It was a great resource as I wanted to grow in wisdom. I wanted to be smarter. Like a typical kid, I wanted to be older than I actually was. And so when I was reading through the book of Proverbs, I, I started to see patterns and themes. So what I did was draw little, little images in the corners to help me understand the flow of ideas and thoughts. Uh, most particularly was when I kept seeing this theme re- resounding, the theme of the heart. And so I would draw a little heart image in the, the margins. And, and then I started to see things about the eyes, where we're looking and how we have this window to our soul. And so I drew a little eyeballs. And, and uh, I would draw, if we talked about the mouth, I'd draw a little mouth in the corner. And eventually, uh, my Bible was filled with all of these little images. And this was long before uh, uh, emoticons were popular with cell phones and everything else. I was dr- making my own little captions so I could see how the Bible was unfolding, and, and it really in, motivated me how to get into the book of, the, of Proverbs, and that started to unfold and, 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 and overflow into the other books of the Bible as well. I started to see central themes unraveling. 
The book of Proverbs for me in those early phases was helpful because it's structured in such a way that really gives you those, those one-line, two-line zingers that help you understand and process a thought. When you're a little boy, maybe understanding the complexity of, of stories, long-form stories, or even the law, the book of the law, that might be a little hard and difficult, but, but these passages really helped me process through emotions, through circumstances that I was facing. But most importantly, this pattern of reading and studying the book of Proverbs has stayed with me as I've grown and I've developed. The Proverbs are like little ticking time bombs in your brain that you don't really understand them as a child, but as you get older, all of a sudden they start to make sense. You start to learn about the value of money and you learn about the issues of pride you learn about the, the dangers of falling to temptation. These were helpful resources to hide God's word in my heart. Later on, I, I heard that uh, Billy Graham, the great evangelist, used to read one proverb a day and five psalms a day as his foundation for worship and wisdom. And it actually works out beautifully. Although not every month has 31 days, it is a pattern that you can get into that will help you grow in wisdom and in worship. Now, that might be a little much for many of you, but so that's why I challenge you, especially during this month, to just read one chapter of Proverbs a day. Read the chapter that is corresponding with the calendar day and see the wisdom that it processes for us. And then, as you are Working through it, you might get one little nugget that you can hold on to throughout the day and process and think and share with somebody else. Share with others what Proverbs you're processing throughout that day. What I want to do in taking you to the book of Proverbs today is lay out this central theme, a theme that we see here in Proverbs 22, verse 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I want to focus in on the second of the first phrases today because I think it's crucial for us to understand what this passage is saying in its, in its message for us. People of all ages, I'm pretty sure that everyone here was born. Am I correct? Am I correct? We all went through childhood. And in many ways, we're all a little bit childish. I in particular. They say that you're, you're, you work with the people at the age limit that you stopped maturing, and that's why I'm so good with children. Uh, I work best with children because that's about as mature as I ever got. But it's also applicable to us because many of us interact with children, whether it's parents or grandparents, and we have opportunities to communicate and pass on to them things of great value, treasures of wisdom and importance, the things that we want to provide for our children, the things that we want to give to them are the things that are most valuable to us. And this verse frames for us why that is so important. Today's proverb of the day in May is Proverbs 23. I'm going to look at verse 12 today. It says, apply your heart to instruction and your ear to words of knowledge. 
Wisdom is not something that happens by osmosis. You can't just simply put a Bible underneath your pillow and sleep at night and wake up wiser. That's not how any of this works. You actually have to apply yourself, and that's what the book of Proverbs is all about, teaching us to discipline and to understand and to seek it. It's sweeter than honey. It's greater than gold. It's more valuable than silver. If we truly understood the value of wisdom and how free of a resource it was, we would we would seek it daily. This is the, the way of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. All of this applies to our desire to seek the Lord, to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know the illustration in uh, Jesus' illustration in, the, in the, one, of his, um, uh, one of his stories in the New Testament. He talks about a man who finds a treasure in a field, and he goes and sells all that he has in order to buy that field because he understands the value. And for us to see the wisdom and knowledge in Scripture that's greater than treasures, that's greater than money, that's greater than, than wealth in this world, greater than power and prestige, greater than anything else, you would think that we who are given such access to the words of God that we would spend more time there. We would, we would actually treasure these words in our heart. But the truth is, it's not always that easy, is it? We actually have to apply our hearts. We have to turn our ears to knowledge because we are so distracted. I'm reminded of that song, prone to wander, prone to leave the God we love. We've tasted and seen the goodness of God, but we also get very easily distracted, don't we? Like children with impulse control, we we want to do what's right, but we often do what's wrong. In this proverb, it encourages us to apply our heart to instruction I don't think too many people like to be told they're wrong. And the Bible constantly confronts us, doesn't it? It tells us where we're wrong. It tells us where we need to be made right. Uh, We'd rather just walk with blinders on, walk without any acknowledgement that we've made mistakes or that we're going down the wrong path. Uh, We don't want to embarrass ourselves. And so we continue to act foolishly, yet confidently so. And it says to turn your ear to words of knowledge. We need to listen. You're listening now. We want to encourage you to listen to the words of the gospel, to listen to the words of of the truth of God's word, to apply your heart, to, to listen closely to the voice of God as he speaks through his word to us. And as you get into God's word today, let us know what your favorite proverb from Proverbs 23 is. Write to us at Songtime Radio, P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630, or give us a call. It's 508-362-7070. That's 508-362-7070. You can also head over to our website at songtime.com or look us up on social media. But don't forget to tune in again tomorrow. We'll continue our study looking at this theme verse as we discover what it truly means to train up a child and what is the way that they should go. The book of Proverbs is a way to teach our children how to walk the right way to please God and to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind and strength. On behalf of everyone here at Songtime and our late founder, Dr. John DeBrine, who has always encouraged you to grow in grace so that you won't groan in disgrace, we want to thank you for listening. From Cape Cod, I'm Adam Miller with our theme verse, Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go even when he is old, he will not depart from it. <laughs>